Environment Matters, sponsored by Wuka Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Extinction Rebellion leapt into the headlines in summer this year with their peaceful disobedience in London, demanding action on climate change. Celebrities joined in and climate change shot right up the political agenda. The UK government and many councils, including our own here in St Albans, declared a climate emergency and the protests were widely declared as a success. But the more recent Extinction Rebellion protests have received a more mixed reaction. Why protest now when we've declared a climate emergency? Why disrupt tube trains, getting people to work in a relatively low-carbon fashion? And why keep on making the lives of ordinary people difficult when there's not much they think themselves can do about it? Well, I spoke to a couple of local Extinction Rebellion members who have taken part in the recent protests to get some answers. First of all, I spoke to Claire Hobber. Claire, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So uh, just explain you know, a little bit about your background, why you joined Extinction Rebellion. Hi, I'm a teacher in several local schools, peripatetic teacher, and I joined Extinction Rebellion comparatively recently in August, and there are many people who have been in it much longer than me and doing great work okay. for a long time. So, so why did you decide to get involved um, back in August? Um, I guess I could no longer ignore the science that um, in spite of all the uh, things that we've given up, like driving so much, like flying, like putting on the central heating all the time, uh, carbon emissions are still going up exponentially. They haven't even slowed down. They haven't even levelled off. They are going up like a ski slope. Right. Okay. Um, Now... You've joined Extinction Rebellion, you've protested with them. How about the other people? Um, you know, we tend to perhaps get a bit of an impression from perhaps from the BBC that it's a bit of a white middle class thing. Is, is that a, a true perception? I think you're looking at a bit of a media pendulum there because um, our lovely Prime Minister, Mr Johnson, uh, went on air and dismissed us all as a bunch of crusties, uh, which is in itself an outmoded term. Uh, but our response was to show how many of us were in fact people with degrees especially science degrees and working in professions like medicine and like civil service like teaching like running companies um, uh, probably to the exclusion of people who are perhaps from different social brackets right okay um and, and can you explain why that is? Why are there so many sort of professional people there, perhaps? Or perhaps you don't have a... Well, if you look at um, Greta Thunberg, who's uh, one of our great inspirations, she uh, looked at the evidence, and logic is her big thing, logic above um, perhaps sentiment. And you're looking at a lot of people who are able to read the climate science reports and understand what they're saying and trust to their expertise that actually we are heading for a terrible calamity if carbon emissions continue at this rate and do not drop drastically in the next few years. Okay, so you obviously feel passionate about this. You took part in the recent protest. What did you do? So for me, because I want to maintain my DBS status to teach in various schools, uh, I didn't want to be arrested. So instead, 
I helped with. I made some of the 4,000 flags that were seen at the protests, not all 4,000 of them personally, obviously. <laughs> um, and I went along, I marched, I chanted, I supported people who were locked on, glued on, being arrested by being there, singing songs alongside them and um, showing my support. Okay, so the general way in which you take part in, in, a, in a process then, I yeah. suppose. So what do you say to people who think that, I mean, frankly, stopping just honest folks getting to work on the tube train is sending the wrong message? We felt that the tube train uh, activity was poorly thought out. It's a massive group now with a lot of support And I think that was five members who failed to understand that we had previously voted not to do anything to disrupt the tube. Um, So uh, everybody I know in St Albans Extinction Rebellion would much rather that hadn't happened and tried a little bit too late to stop it from happening. Having said that, one of the things that Extinction Rebellion does is they do disrupt everyday activity because... Um, some of their slogans are no business on a dead planet, no um, no media activity on a dead planet, no law courts on a dead planet. So, so by causing small, short-term disruptions, although we'd much rather that tube disruption had not happened, but by causing small, short-term disruptions, um, we hope to draw people's attention to the fact that business cannot be as usual, that business must adjust in order to protect the planet. OK. Um, and I suppose the, the disadvantage of disrupting people's everyday life is that you do... Um, there's a bit of a problem about estranging people, isn't there? Isn't it important that Extinction Rebellion takes the public with them, that, that you stay, uh, you get people on your side, as it were? So I guess brilliant peaceful campaigning, brilliant peaceful activities and protests has been going on for decades on the part of the Green Party, Greenpeace, um, Friends of the Planet have all been doing sterling work for many years and as I mentioned earlier the carbon emissions have gone up like a ski slope and basically it has to be dealt with at governmental level so these protests are aimed at making the government sit up and take notice. And in fact, what we are finding is that the radical action is very much a two-edged sword. Some people it will alienate. A lot of people start to have the conversation and start to think, well, actually, what is worse, being held up in my car for a few minutes or, in fact, facing a dead planet? So although on the face of it, it might seem counterintuitive, we are finding that this is has opened up the conversation in any number of arenas. Okay. So, Claire, will you be taking part in more Extinction Rebellion protests? I will. I will certainly be going on. I've found um, a great deal of fellowship and great thinking in St Albans Extinction Rebellion. I have admired the people that I have met at the protests in London. And above all, I am a mother and a teacher of young people and I want to secure their future. Claire, thank you very much indeed for joining me. And I was speaking there to Extinction Rebellion member uh, Claire Hobber. Now, I spoke next to another Extinction Rebellion member, um, Alex Paul, who had taken his protest one step further. Um, So, Alex, thank you very much indeed for joining me. So could you just um, tell us basically who you are and why you decided to join Extinction Rebellion? 
Yeah, so I am a father of two young kids and a business person. I run a manufacturing business um, down in North London, which employs about 60 people. Um, and I joined Extinction Rebellion because, um, uh, well, about when I had my children, I started becoming more and more concerned about their future. Um, and I started doing the various things that people can do to affect their own carbon footprints. Um, and I kind of did everything that I felt that I could do and took all the individual actions that I felt I could put my business through to try and improve it. Um, and then I looked around and I realized that it just wasn't enough and that, you know, doing things personally is a good thing and it's an important thing, um, but without sort of systemic change from the top down, it just isn't going to be enough to get us out of the... Uh, the position we're putting ourselves in. Okay, so you were recently uh, arrested um, as part of the, the recent demonstrations. Can you just tell us about that? Yeah, so I um, took a couple of days off uh, work to go down into London at the beginning um, of the October uprising, as it's called. Uh, so I went down um, on Tuesday um, and I was outside Downing Street and the police uh, are obviously, uh, due to Cressida Dick's sort of demands to crack down on Extinction Rebellion protests, um, were being a lot more uh, forceful in terms of uh, immediately removing equipment and things like that. And it was, I kind of uh, felt that I was ready to be arrested for the cause, but the kind of opportunity, if you like, came up and I felt as the police were clearing these tents away, um, that uh, that it was the right time, and so I sat down and refused to move, uh, and consequently was arrested. Okay, so um, I mean, the first thing is, what what do you think you achieved by your arrest? So the I mean, yeah, it's difficult as an individual arrest, n- nothing, um, because that doesn't mean anything. As a group action. Um, uh, Brexit notwithstanding, obviously that has, uh, you know, been uh, one of the major things in the news. Had Brexit not been coinciding with this, I'm sure we would have got much more coverage. Um, but I think there can be no doubt that the April, the events of April, in conjunction with uh, Greta Thunberg um, and the school strikes and the amazing work they're doing, have changed significantly the language around ch- climate change uh, and have brought it to people's uh, attention. Um, and uh, so there's no doubt that this is working Um, and the fact that we've had two weeks worth of uh, coverage where essentially we've been in the news every single day um, is uh, is the first step in getting to the three demands that Extinction Rebellion are wanting met. Okay, Okay. I mean, people who say, well, actually this, you know, whilst you are getting coverage, coverage of just lots of arrests doesn't that just make people think well the police have got better things to do this is just costing us a lot of money yeah absolutely there is no question that it's an expensive thing policing these and i certainly during the course of my arrest um i had paused to think about that and dwell on it and even talk to the policemen who were in the process of arresting me who were all wonderful um in fact um and I, I have thought about that, but I think the the answer is that if we don't, if if nothing is done, uh, then we really are going to end up in an absolute disaster, and we're already close enough to to that anyway. We're on a knife edge, and so I think that the actions are entirely justified, 
and uh, I would feel guilty if in 10 years' time when there's potentially food shortages all over Europe and people are dying um, all over the developing world uh, that um, I hadn't acted. So I uh, hadn't acted. So I think, uh, I think I feel comfortable with the fact that doing something is better than sitting by and allowing government to continue um, on as it has done. Okay. So how about the idea that, you know, a, a lot of what Extinction Rebellion has done is... Um, is, is just basically disrupting the, the lives of, you know, just ordinary people. Why aren't you focusing on the, the big greenhouse gas, gas emitters, you know, just lots of big oil companies, for example? So there are actions that take place um, uh, specifically highlighting the worst offenders in our society. Um, oil companies have um, specifically been targeted, um, as have investment firms, banks, who uh, continue to invest in um, in, uh, in oil-intensive industries. Uh, Google, who it transpires, have put lots of money into people who support the, the last few remaining climate change deniers. So it, it is targeted. It isn't entirely random. But yes, it is also disruptive, and the disruptive nature of it um, spills out into affecting ordinary people as well as, as, well as targeted businesses. Um, but that is because there is a critical need for change, and unless... Uh, we push things through, business as usual will continue. Right, okay. So the government um, and various councils have declared a climate emergency and the the government's recently announced new measures to reduce our impact on the environment. What does Extinction Rebellion need them to do before the rebellion stops? So, uh, first of all, yes, the climate change, um, uh, climate emergency was... Um, announced six months ago, um, and a citizens' assembly was uh, agreed upon, which uh, nobody has heard anything more about um, significantly, um, when the uh, various um, departments um, of the government were asked during the course of the last two weeks um, exactly what they were doing. There was not very much forthcoming. Um, There has been a recent environmental policy that just came out a couple of days ago, which takes some reasonable steps towards um, improving things, but we are still woefully failing in the uh, the aim, the radical, in inverted commas, aim of decarbonising by 2050. Um, it's all well and good to have a bit of paper that says we will do it, but we're failing to do it, clearly. Um, and so what will bring us to a stop? Well, the, the three demands um, that Extinction Rebellion have are fairly clear, um, and they are that... W- that the media need to tell the truth, which is the first part of it, and that's starting to happen now. Um, the government needs to uh, stop um, uh, greenhouse gas emissions, bring them down to net zero by 2025, and then they must create a citizens' assembly, and the outcomes of the citizens' assembly must be legally binding. It mustn't just be an advisory group that, that the government and or big business can lobby to have completely ignored. And until that happens, you'll still be joining the protests? I will go and get arrested again, if need be, um, until those three demands are met. Alex Paul, thank you very much indeed. My pleasure, thanks. So I was talking there to um, Extinction Rebellion member Alex Paul. And if you'd like to find out more about St Albans Extinction Rebellion, they're on Facebook, they're on Twitter, um, or you can look at their website, which is... um, xr-stalbans.org.uk well or if you think there are other ways um, to act on climate crisis well we'd love to hear from you drop me an email amanda at radioverolum.com you can tweet me at rv underscore environment 
or um, message the Environment Matters Facebook page. Uh, you might like to know the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust have lots of great activities coming up. Do take a look at their website for information about their fungal furrows. It has to be said, I have never seen so many um, wild fungi as there are this year, so really worth taking a look at. And they also have um, a half-term Halloween smartphone safari, which is taking place on Thursday, the 31st of October, 2 till 3.30pm down in Verulamium Park. Um, it's uh, um, £15 for adults and children over 10, but uh, lots of great ideas about how to use your um, use your phone um, to take great images. You can book again on their website. Um, I'll be back at the same time next week and we'll be hearing about some amazing tree planting feats from the Scouts. Until then, thank you for listening. Environment Matters, sponsored by Wuka Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution. <laughs>